The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gary Hickman is here with us today. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great today, yes. Now, first of all, you've got a book out at the moment called The Light Reapers, End of the World. So can you just describe to us, first of all, what the basic idea of the book is? Um, so it's a, uh, it's a military uh, zombie book. Mm. Um, not zombies in the traditional sense of, you know, either the shamblers or... Um, it's not even the, uh, I guess you call it, what is the uh, the super zombie of like World War Z. Mm. Uh, they're more like infected, so they do have some um, basic concepts. They can basic, you have basic communication. Um, and so the Light Reapers is, are a team of special ops. And they um, there's a virus created by a uh, group of terrorists. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the uh, the virus is uh, stolen by an ISIS faction who prematurely releases it. And then uh, so the Light Reapers are sent to to have to deal with the ISIS faction, grab the virus. And, they, and they're um, also tasked with trying to reach this scientist who might be able to um, create a vaccine or an antidote. Yeah. So they have to do this while... Also dealing with all the infected and um, everything like that. So, yeah. And has the idea of a virus been inspired by the events of this last year in any way? It has. It has, and that's yeah. what. It, and so it was. It was kind of a. Um, I don't know. Fine line as to not. I don't know what you call it. Exploit. Ex. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, exploit the the pandemic, and you know, I, I wanted to make sure that people didn't think I was kind of. I don't know, making not making fun of it, but you know, yeah. you know, trying to, I don't know what you call it, exploit it and something like that. So, I, so even with the um, thinking about releasing the book, I had to really kind of think about whether or not that would be taken, I guess, wrong. Um, but we went ahead and um, so it actually, so actually, what I did is I actually uh, self-published uh, with Amazon. And um, it was actually out there for a little bit until Black Rose Publishing 
um, saw the book and they decided to re-release it. Yeah. And so I pulled all the all the uh, previous the copies and everything else. So actually, the the re-release, I guess the relaunch will be actually August twelfth. So it's actually in a couple in a couple weeks. Yeah. And what is it specifically about the book that you think people might not have appreciated during these times? I don't know. I mean, because obviously, you know, during the pandemic, people you know people were dying and. Mm especially over here in the U S they had um, a lot of problems with uh, like nursing homes and, and people dying, you know, a lot, a lot more people were dying in the nursing homes because of COVID than before. And I just, I just didn't want people to think I was, you know, trying to profit or, Mm. you know, off of the pandemic and then, you know, off of people's, you know, kind of, sorrow and their yeah. tough times if you especially if they've lost a loved one during the time so i just i was very sensitive about that yeah um, and i guess that makes complete sense and the idea of the virus being released and didn't come about naturally was that inspired by certain theories that people seem to have had this year as well um yeah so 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 it, it has this underlying um conspiracy theory if you will yeah. it in the book, I don't actually come out and say it or even, but you know, it alludes to it that, um, that, uh, you know, that it was, you know, created for maybe a specific purpose. And then, you know, conspiracy theory of, uh, these terrorists were going to release it, but the, this ISIS faction, who's kind of like, you know, the, you know, in real life, you know, ISIS is kind of a rogue, uh, even a rogue group among the terrorists. So, um, they they go to they try to release it as they wanted to, but things happened and it gets released um, before they actually actually wanted to. So yeah, and I guess it's an interesting idea. I suppose even a couple of years ago, would you have ever thought that you were going to write a book about a virus? Um, no, I actually I actually had thought that the ideas were actually going were actually in a different direction, <laughs> and it wasn't until you know the pandemic and I was thinking about. Um, how I was going to, I guess, create these creature, you know, zombies, or I call them infected in the book. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, the kind of pandemic happened. And then that kind of changed my, um, my storyline as far as how, how people were infected and all that stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah, so it actually had a, a big influence on yeah. And the idea of a kind of zombie virus thing, is that more interesting to write about than the sort of general, you get infected and you are a bit ill and die? Yeah, yeah, because with, with, with like zombies, you can you, you even take it, with, you know, as, as far as you want. Mm. And with the infected here, not only do they, they can move at normal speed where they kind of can think, but even in the book, it's not so much about, so some of them want to infect. Yeah. Some of them just want to kill, but they kill in kind of a ritual, ritualistic fashion. Mm. Um, so it's very, the book is very, um, it's very uh, gory. Um, <laughs> and it's, um, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty intense on the violence. Yeah. So. And was it quite fun to write this book? Yeah, yeah, it was. It's, so the thing about the book is, um, is that I was in the military for a while mm. and then I became a, paramilitary out and so the book there's a quite there's quite a few of the scenarios 
the tactics and the interactions between the characters that are actually true actually happened in real life. Wow. Obviously, I was fighting zombies, you know, I <laughs> pulled the, the enemy out and inserted the zombies. I, you know, I changed the names and, and the uh, places, but a lot, but some of the characters in here are real. The tactics, some of the tactics are real. Some of the scenarios in the book are real that I've actually experienced and actually went through. Mm. And so um, it was actually fun kind of, you know, reminiscing and kind of doing that. And that's what made uh, the book actually kind of flow as far as me writing it because it was mm. real life um, yeah. situations. Yeah. And I guess it's great to have a lot of military experience to help you know what you're writing about, I guess. It is, and you look at some of the, some of the the previous. So if you go on like Amazon, some of the other ones where I had, or I guess Amazon where I pre-published or self-published, there's reviews from the first book, and there are quite a few reviews where people have, that did read it say, you know, that it was accurate as far as you know. Um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That this person was definitely prior military because you could tell by the story and how he, you know, sets it up and so forth and so on so yeah and have you ever read a book about the military that the author clearly doesn't know what they're talking about uh yeah um it I, yeah i can kind of be a little annoyed it, it comes to like books even movies there's some movies i can't watch because i'm just yeah. like oh my gosh um but yeah there's there's 
plenty of books I've read where obviously the person has no idea what they're talking about yeah. and stuff. So yeah, that's an interesting thing. I suppose people probably try their hardest. They can do all sorts of research, but if they don't have the experience, perhaps it's never gonna be as good as it can be. But maybe they should get some sort of expert to proofread it. I don't know. It, it might help. I mean, mm. there's definitely. I mean, it probably for for you know, the regular civilian, that it, it may not. Be that glaring but somebody who's been in the military or something you can see that mm. there's some certain lacking even some of the lingo they used it uh, you know they might have heard or yeah. or whatever so it's just like ah yeah that wouldn't that <laughs> wouldn't kind of that wouldn't fall into place as as they put it so yeah and has the coronavirus restrictions of staying at home this last year helped you have a little bit more time to write the book um it definitely it definitely helped um yeah. Uh, because the, so I've I've started to write a book for years, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know just fizzled out or I mean there's 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 a million excuses you can make yeah. for not writing a book, and it finally come down to the to the virus where I actually had a little bit of time at home where I was it was I was going nuts it was driving me nuts not being at work cuz you just have this feeling I should be somewhere yeah so to channel that I started writing it and it just I had the time and it flowed and then it just it just came and it it I actually wrote it in about mm, about 7 8 months yeah um, not including the editing and stuff just the <laughs> writing yeah, and I take it you wanted to spend a lot of time perfecting it then, spending all those months, making sure it was absolutely as good as it could be. Yeah, that yeah that became a little bit of a problem because, then, <laughs> because yeah, as you go back and then you say, oh, can I make this better and make this yeah. better? And, or, you know, maybe I'll make this, this uh, you know, a little more clear. And you can just beat yourself to death with mm. trying to come up with the perfect book and um, eventually you just got to like say, you know what, it's 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 good. We just, you know, we need to crank it out and yeah. and let the let the audience decide, you know, the readers decide, I guess. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing, because I think at the start of this pandemic, a lot of people said they were going to use the time to write a book. But I think when lockdowns happened, people were just sort of overwhelmed by it and just decided to sit and watch TV all day. So did you have anything that you did to make you actually want to do it? Or were you already into writing and naturally did it anyway? Um, So, yeah, I write quite a bit. Mm. um, And it just it just it started way back when when I got into a little bit of trouble and Mm. um, you know, jail. I got in trouble with you know with some the the system and yeah. jail and stuff, and so I had to go to what they called um, court appointed anger management. Oh. And part of that was uh, you had to keep a journal. Yeah. That was part of your requirements to get through this course. And so that's kind of where it started. I didn't really know it, but I you had to write your feelings, you know, all your feelings down as dark as they were. And that's where everything's that's where it kind of started. And the counselor was like, well, you're, you're writing. It's almost like poetry. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so that's just, that was probably when I was like 17 and then just progressed from there. And I finally decided to write the book. So the, I will say this real quick. So the, one of the problems I think with writing a book is a lot of people think of the book itself. And when they think of the task of writing a whole book, Mm -hmm. it's completely overwhelming. Yeah. And so 
you know, I, I think what I basically did is did a basic story outline, just, you know, some of the major events. And then I just concentrated right in that first chapter. And once you get the first chapter, you can decide where it goes from there. And I think once you just get that first chapter done, that that's kind of breaks the ice and kind of gets you motivated to do the rest of it. So, yeah, for sure. And do you think that you will have more books on the way, perhaps a sequel or just any other independent books that you're thinking of writing or perhaps already are? Um, so I am probably 75% done with the sequel to the book. Um, when I self-published, I left it at a cliffhanger Yeah. and the, uh, the, uh, the readers were, I mean, they loved the book, but they were a little upset because <laughs> it was like a cliffhanger. So when the, when the, um, the publisher kind of got it, the publisher was like, uh, that was a little too much of a cliffhanger. So we need to kind of, um, it's better for the readers if you kind of get to a place where you were, they can accept, you know, this, uh, the end of the book. So for this, for this release, uh, I added a, a lot of additional content, um, in the book itself. And then we added, I added probably the first six chapters of the sequel added to this book so you could at least have a little bit of closure as to some of what was going on. Um, yeah, but people were a little upset because, <laughs> but as far as that, so I'm doing a sequel and I got a couple other ideas that I'm working on. Um, maybe taking a break after the second book, doing some other, uh, stories and then maybe coming back. I, I kind of want to continue on with, um, the light reapers as far as, um, I don't know, as a series. Yeah. Well, where are we able to check out this book and all the others that you've released in the past as well? Um, so you can get you can get these on um, oh everywhere. I mean, Amazon, Books a Million, uh, uh, Barnes and Noble, I think Target, Walmart, um, anywhere online. There's even a couple of I did which I don't have. I should have had. There's even a couple of bookstores from the UK. Mm-hmm. that you can pre-order and will order be able to order on August 12th because I have found out that the UK is really receptive to this kind of genre mm-hmm. and I've gotten uh, quite a few uh, reviews and you know emails from readers in the UK so I really want to make sure that we could in, or get into that market um, and have it available in the UK because there's a lot of there's a lot of passionate people uh, UK that like this genre, so it was really uh, kind of refreshing because they're a little bit they were a little bit more passionate about it than maybe mm. some of the people here in the US. Yeah. So. I wonder why that is. That's really weird. Anyway, thank you for coming on the show today, and have a great rest of your day. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound The Toby Gribben Show